This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Both hailing from parts unknown at a combined weight of 501 pounds. They are the Morning Rush Hour World Tag Team Champions. They have no fear, no back down, just a couple of gutsy guys. No one will take those MRH World Tag Titles from these men. It's Taz, it's the Moose, illustrious champions, right here every day on CBS Sports Radio. You know it's every day, Moose and Taz be giving away. Talking about every sport, you know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL, the college games. They always bring in the knowledge, nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth, only be talking the truth, ayy. All right, it's Taz and the Moose with you here on this Thursday morning. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. You've got Mike Pete across the way, Andrew. Your updates, Taz. We take you right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. And we've done a lot of different things over the course of the last you know, 19, 20 months, Taz, since our show launched. BCS, Bench Cut Start, has kind of been a staple that uh, we brought up here time and time again over uh, the duration of our program. And yesterday, Eric from San Diego uh, chimed in and gave us a Bench Cut Start idea. It's a great idea, Eric. We appreciate it. Very nice of you to contribute that way. Anybody ever wants to contribute anything like that? Simply call the show, a bench cut start, or any other topic idea. Uh, we're always open here, the whole team. 855-212-4227. Your opinions are, are valued. Yeah, no question. Um, and, Eric, a good idea in terms of which quarterback, which quarterback do you think will retire first? Right. Big Ben, Eli Manning, or Drew Brees? So let's get to it. A little BCS. It's now time to bench, cut, or start with Taz and the Moose. Bench, cut, start. 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 All right, a little BCS. Bench, cut, start. Roethlisberger done for the year. Elbow surgery. Breeze out for the next month and a half, seven weeks with thumb surgery. Torn ligaments in that thumb. And we know that Eli Manning, as we talked about in hour number one, as we discussed yesterday, really kind of all week long, Taz. Uh, Eli Manning sent to the bench by Pat Shermer and Gettleman. Uh, now the Daniel Jones era uh, has officially begun. So does Eli Manning retire as a giant? Does Ben Roethlisberger ever play for the Steelers, play someplace else, both up there in age, through Breeze in his early 40s? Bench cut start, which quarterback retires first? You want me to go first or you want to go? Yeah, I always go first, so therefore you should go first this time. Okay, there we go. All right, so... Um, all right, so I am going to um, I am going to bench uh, Drew Brees. Um, you know, I think you, we've already seen they're paying Teddy Bridgewater seven million dollars to be the backup quarterback for a reason. Uh, we discussed it the opening week for the New Orleans Saints. Taz, 
the inability to throw consistently down the field. Remember, last year as well, we noted too on the course of this program during the playoffs that Drew Brees was struggling throwing the ball deep. It did not have the same zip or pop and wasn't getting there. The ball was hanging in the air a little bit. So I, I, I think Drew Brees' days are, are kind of numbered here down in New Orleans. Now he has the thumb surgery, torn ligaments. He's not done for the year. So I, I think it's realistic to think that he might be one of the guys of the three next man up in terms of, of retiring. Uh, I'm going to cut Roethlisberger. I don't think Big Ben's going out after having elbow surgery. Um, you know, they like Mason Rudolph. We'll see if Rudolph has some kind of success. Certainly, Taz, that could play a role. If they have great success this year with Mason Rudolph and the team doesn't miss a beat offensively, and a lot of people think this is going to be a big-time losing year for the Steelers, but all of a sudden they have a really good year and Mason Rudolph's throwing the football all over the place and Uber's successful, then... You know, obviously this opinion could change. You could flush it down the toilet because then uh, maybe Roethlisberger's done playing, being a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's the great kind of the great curve in this situation. But uh, I don't think Big Ben, even if it doesn't end well in Pittsburgh, I think Roethlisberger continues, wants to continue playing football. And I don't think he wants to go out uh, hurt. So I'm going to cut Ben Roethlisberger. I'm going to start Manning. Um, if I had a venture guess, I don't think he's going to – uh, and just kind of an educated guess. His opinion could change. Uh, I don't think he's going to get traded. Uh, he might change that opinion in the next coming weeks. But as of right now, I don't I don't believe uh, that Eli Manning's going to get dealt. Uh, I don't think he's coming back as a giant. Uh, I think scouts look at him and the skills are deteriorated. He's made himself a lot of money in his NFL career. Um, certainly it's disappointing the way that his giant run has come to an end. Uh, but I think of the three... I think more than likely this is probably Eli Manning's last year in the National Football League. So that's why I'm going to start Eli Manning. Benching Breeze, cutting Roethlisberger, starting Eli. All right. Um, I have a completely different BCS than that. And, again, just to reiterate, um, for those that are just joining, this is a bench cut start to see to start the quarterback that you think will retire first. So and this, was, this creative behind this came from a caller uh, uh, from San Diego. So... Mine's completely different. I'm going to go, I'm going to bench Eli, I'm going to cut Breeze, I'm going to start Roethlisberger. So here's the deal. Uh, first off, the league is full of egos, right? These players have big, big, gigantic egos and have a lot of pride. And I don't mean that negatively. That's what drives their success. Okay, Eli Manning, to the point you just made, has made a ton of money. He's made over $250 million playing for the New York Giants. He's been uber successful, as we all know, Okay. As I stated earlier, you know, he sits seventh on the all-time passing yards in the NFL, okay? So the guy above him, ironically enough, is Ben Roethlisberger, right? The guy at top of that list is Drew Brees, so we got the right names here. So I'm going to I'm gonna bench Eli because I don't think Eli wants to go out bye-bye by getting benched because that's the huge difference between these three men right now and what's going on and why they're not playing football. Okay, Brees was not benched. Roethlisberger was not benched. Eli was benched. Okay, that really carves at your ego. This guy wants to win. He wants to play and compete. I think Eli Manning ends up someplace else. I don't think he's retiring right now. I don't. Okay, I'm going to cut Drew Brees. Okay, I, I, I think Drew Brees, he's great. He's got an injury that's going to keep him out four, five, six weeks, whatever the heck it is, six weeks and change. Um, I've said it the other day on the show here, this guy keeps himself in great shape. He's got a lot of lean muscle mass on him. You can tell by his physique. He's not as tall as these other guys. 
but there's something about his physique. He keeps himself in fine fickle. You're right. He doesn't throw the ball with the same zip down the field like he used to. He's definitely getting older. Um, but I, I'm going to I'm gonna cut Breeze. I don't think he retires right now. I do think I'm, I am going to start Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's the man that will retire first. The elbow surgery is a big deal. He's out for the year with that. He's also a bigger, more cumbersome type of sluggish type of physique and body. That's a lot of negative adjectives, but I'm just being honest. He's got, he's got a different type of body frame, different type of genetics. And as he gets older, those genetics just go more into pooper. So I do think physically he's going to be even more lethargic next year and slower and, and clunky. And I do think Mason Rudolph for the Steelers is, is going to play really well. This kid had an outstanding college career, and he's the real deal. And Ben was a little freaked out when they drafted him for good reason. Of course, he's legit. So I'm benching Eli. I'm cutting Breeze. I'm starting Roethlisberger. All right, Bench and Eli cut and breeze starting Roethlisberger. So, the, uh, so you think Eli next year is playing for another team? Yeah, I, there's, yeah, I do. I mean, unless there's a chance something happens this year. I mean, we talked, uh, I don't know if we did it when Tannenbaum was, I can't remember when we did it, about the, the, the overview of maybe the Jaguars, you know, uh, because of the connection um, that, that he has there with, with the GM. So, you know, I mean, um, with, with, yeah, with Coughlin. So, right. You know. So, yeah, I mean, Eli and uh, – yeah, it's yeah, good point about Roethlisberger and his body. I didn't think about that. So, I mean, certainly uh, you looked a lot slower this year. Um, we'll see. I mean, it's fascinating. And you're right. I mean, I, I mentioned – you mentioned it in terms of Mason Rudolph. That's the kind of the, the instrument of change in Pittsburgh, Taz, yeah. because yeah. if he plays very, very well – uh, you know, Roethlisberger might not want to see the writing on the wall, but the writing on the wall might be there nonetheless. Right, and and, and like I also said here, like you know, there, this is important. You know, there is a big difference between these three men right now, and why they're not suited up and buckled up playing football. And Eli is the difference. He he got benched. The other two guys have not been bad. They got they got sidelined due to injury, as we all know. Uh, Eli got benched. That really eats at a guy, man. I, I don't see him just calling up a ball and going away and saying bye-bye, I had a great run. Unless you remember, he got benched. He's going to try and apply his craft somewhere else. And uh, and, I, and, and I hope he does. And I hope he does great. And I hope it's with the Jacks. I'd like to see that happen. Yeah, it, it, you know, from my understanding, he'd have to chain, and it could. I mean, the way that it ended and, and realizing that, he, you know, he had held steadfast that he didn't want to play for another team. We'll see if maybe that does huh. change. And maybe he does end up uh, someplace else, Taz, because sitting on that bench running the scout team right. certainly can change a, a lot of your perspective well, as well. No, so right. doing uh, something that's never well, been done before, watching a quarterback and seeing his team, his franchise now run ran by a, a 22-year-old young man. It's going to eat him up. And I don't think he's rooting against the Daniel Jones. I don't. No. But it, it's eating him up. And, you know, we said it yesterday here, and you pointed it out, and people you know, and then just the, the thing is, yeah, I'm with you. Eli does not want to leave this area, the tri-state area we're in. He's in New Jersey. That's where he's living, right? He's got a big house out in the Hamptons, out at the end of Long Island. And and I, and I agree with all that. He's got young kids, but he, he's, he could still go play for another team and still live here. I mean, it makes it a little tougher, but, I, you know, he's got enough money that I'm sure he either has a plane or he can charter a plane anytime he wants so he can get home anytime he wants to, to New York. Um He's got a, a lot of coin, so he can <laughs> he can go play for Jacksonville or play oh, somewhere yeah, else. Money's I mean, not, yeah, not, money's not an issue yeah. for Eli. So, so, no, <laughs> I mean, he's got he's a lot got, of money, man. He's got a lot of money. You're yeah. right about that. It'd be curious to see if another team looks at him 
as a stopgap solution. And maybe yeah. one does. Only time will tell if Eli wants to go someplace else. All right, Mike, what do you got? Bench cut start. So I actually have something different from both of you guys. I'm going to start Drew Brees. I am going to bench Eli, and I am going to cut Ben. Uh, rationale here a little bit with Breeze starting him is he is the oldest quarterback of the three. He's actually three years older than Eli and Ben. So going straight forward on age, uh, he, he's closer to the end. I know we have Tom Brady who's 42 and he's going to play until he's 107. But there's been <laughs> signs of Breeze that he's slowing down a little bit. And for Eli's point, like to me, I think he's going to be okay with being a backup somewhere. I, I, it's just a gut instinct of mine. I don't know if... I don't think he's going to go somewhere and, and be the star, but I think he likes the idea of go. I, I don't think he wants to retire yet, mm. and I don't think I don't think being a lifetime giant will be as important as maybe the media and we think it is. His dad didn't do it. His brother didn't do it. So I think he'll be okay with putting aside that I'm a lifelong giant. And then cutting Ben, I think he's by far of the three the most talented guy, and even if, let's say, that Rudolph comes in and his lights the world on fire in Pittsburgh, Somebody's going to want Ben Roethlisberger as their quarterback. Right. He, yeah. He's had a track record of being a Hall of Famer, and he's too talented. Uh, so I think Ben at 37, even coming off the injury, finds a home, mm. even if it's not with Pittsburgh. All right, there you go. Well thought out. Nice job. What you got, Pete? What's up? All right, I'm, I am benching Big Ben. I think Big Ben is not coming, uh, not, not going to leave the game off of this injury-ridden year. I think there's enough in him to say, I want to come back and try to do it one more time. So I'm benching Big Ben. I'm cutting Drew Brees. I think that's a tailor-made offense for, for Drew Brees in New Orleans. And he, he's going to stay as long as he can in that offense. So I'm cutting Drew Brees and I'm starting Eli. I think it's a change of philosophy for Eli. If this happened maybe a year ago, I think he would have tried to stay around. And if he wanted to go somewhere else, I think he would have waived the no-trade clause right away. So I think he is going to retire at the end of the year. Wow. So you're going to start Eli Manning, uh, you're cutting Breeze, and you're benching Roethlisberger. Correct. There you have it. All right, a little BCS. Yeah. It's it's a, a sign of change any way you cut in the National Football League. When we're talking about three just established stars, two surefire Hall of Famers, one's debatable. I think Eli is. Taz, you and I talked about it yesterday. You think Eli Manning is as well, but Breeze certainly is. Ben Roethlisberger uh, certainly is. And... Uh, you know, whatever happens, I mean, the clock is ticking on all three of them. So, I mean, it's going to be a transition wherever they might be. We know the Giants have already transitioned. We'll see if the Steeler transition to Mason Rudolph due to injury pays off for them this year. And we'll see if Bridgewater can kind of take the mantle down there in New Orleans for the next month and a half until Breeze does return. But uh, really, three big established stars in the National Football League. Yeah. Their days as stars in the NFL are winding down. Absolutely, and I think it makes for a very interesting week three in the NFL this week because, as you just laid out, three big stars in the main position of quarterback, you know, from Breeze, from Roethlisberger, from Manning, all will not be playing this week or the week after or whatever. Well, Eli can play, but he's benched, so yeah. it's not, not a physical thing. So it does make the NFL – uh, even more intriguing this week. I mean, because these guys aren't playing, we want to see how Daniel Jones does. You know, we, we, we're everybody's intrigued. I don't care if you got a dog in a fight or not. You want to see how this kid goes down to Tampa Bay and how he plays against the Bucks. You want to see that. You want to see how Mason Rudolph does. 
you know, uh, 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 getting that opportunity again on the road. You know, he, another young kid going on the road to San Francisco. So you, it's, it makes it very intriguing. You know, it does, it does. And I think if you're a Giant fan now, you have something to watch the rest of the way. Right. Because well, if Eli was starting Taz, there's not a lot of watch because he's an old quarterback. Yeah. And now you have a little thing called hope uh, if you're a Giant fan. You have a thing called hope where you hope that Daniel Jones uh, is, you know, uses this, gets better week in and week out, kind of you know gets those rookie jitters and mistakes out of his way. So then that year two, he's able to become the guy for the Giants. That's what you hope for. You hope so. I mean, there's not a plethora of, of weapons around him. You know, he's got a good tight end in Ingram and obviously a great running back in Barkley. You know, but otherwise, eh. you know, so what? No, what, I know. The, all the guys are I mean, I Shepard's in the concussion protocol yeah. and Golden yeah. Tate suspended. Yeah, and, and uh, somebody got hurt. Another guy. Lattimore. Somebody, another receiver got hurt against the Bills. I can't recall. What, what oh, was, it was Lattimore. It was Lattimore. I thought it was yeah, Lattimore, Lattimore yeah. got hurt. But yes, the, the, the top two receivers are are no yeah. are now are not there not. for, ah. for young Daniel Jones. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about the Jaguars. Tony Baselli, their legendary left tackle, now works on the Jaguars Radio Network. Will join us next. It's Taz and Moose on a Thursday morning, right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227. Brought to you by our friends at Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Tony Baselli is going to join Taz and myself here momentarily. Bogus is here. Good morning, Andrew, for a second time. Moose, Taz, good morning. Good morning. What a coincidence. This report is also sponsored by Geico. As you just heard, there is great news because there is a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Mm. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Moose's Yankees had two ways to clinch the ALEs for the first time since 2012 last night. All they had to do was beat the Angels in the Bronx. Bases loaded, one out. Pitch swung on, a ground ball back to Adovino. He comes home and throws the ball away. Uh, Run scores. You know, the Yankees have played terribly in this inning. And they deserve whatever they get. John Sterling, salty on WFAN. Luke Voigt had misplayed a ball at first base before Adam Adovino's throwing error. It was the a bomb- terrible throw by Adovino. Yeah, the Bombers losing 3-2, but they could have clinched had the Rays lost at Dodger Stadium later last night, but they scored twice in the ninth and one in 11-8-7. That Tampa Bay win kept them a half game ahead of Cleveland for the second AL wild card. The pitch to Puig. A swing and a long drive, deep right field. Demerit back at the wall, off the wall. Base hit, game winner, and a walk-off celebration for Yasiel Puig and the Cleveland Indians. Tom Hamilton on Indians Radio, 2-1 in 10, the final over Detroit. That is 16 wins in a row head-to-head. The Astros clinched the playoff spot 3-2 over the Rangers. They also have their third consecutive 100-win season. And Garrett Cole K-10 over 8 to reach 300 punch-outs for the season. Over in the NL, the Reds snuck past the Cubs 3-2 and 10. The Padres a 2-1 decision over the Brewers. So Chicago and Milwaukee stay tied for the second NL wild card. The Mets and the Phillies are three back after wins yesterday. Giant skipper Bruce Bochy 
got career win number 2000, 11-3 at Fenway Park. He is the 11th manager to reach that milestone. It's the Titans and Jaguars on Thursday Night Football. Corner Jalen Ramsey will play for Jacksonville despite his trade request. The Eagles so banged up. They only held a walkthrough yesterday, not a full practice. No practice again for Panthers QB Cam Newton. It's looking like his sprained foot will keep him out Sunday in Arizona. Kyle Allen would start instead. Guys? Yeah, which would be uh, which would be uh, a, a knock for the Carolina Panthers with Kyle Allen. Or maybe it wouldn't be with the way that Taz, with the way that Cam Newton has played here through the first couple weeks. <clears throat> but uh, he's still dealing with the re-aggravation uh, of that lower leg ankle injury. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see if he does eventually oh. push forward here and play for Carolina on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it, it, we'll see. I mean, you know, Cam Newton's been getting a lot of flack lately. I, you know, I, I, heard, I can't remember one of these guys in ESPN had a hot take about him, was ripping him and all this stuff, saying he don't care no, about nobody, and all he cares about himself as a player and all that. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? This guy busts his ass on the field. This guy's worked real hard. I'm a fan of Cam Newton, even when he was at Auburn. You know, how hard he runs, how hard he plays. He's, he, he perfected himself as a, a passer, um, and I feel he's a team guy. So, I don't know. I, I, I Hopefully, Cam can, can get back to getting in that Cam Newton form, but I don't know. I mean, his better days might be behind him. He's been banged up. We talked about the other day. Cam's been taking – he has taken a plethora of hits in his career, and he's not an old guy. Um, and that, as you know, picks a part at your career. Yeah, it does. I, I don't know why his personality has bothered so many people to where, and I didn't see it yesterday on, on ESPN, Taz, but to where he gets the criticism that he gets. Um, you know, nationally, not just down in, in Carolina. You heard it coming out of Auburn, remember, during the draft process where people looked at him and, and looked at him as maybe being a little bit of a phony, uh, kind of a fake smile. Uh, he's been roundly criticized down there in Carolina. I don't get it with Cam. I right. mean, I've, yeah, me he's, he's a different kind of a guy, different kind of a player, Taz. But mm. you know, he's a guy that's played the position unlike anybody else we've <clears throat> ever seen. Yeah, agreed, totally. Tremendous athlete. So we'll see what happens with him. Well, let's head uh, down to Jacksonville. Tony Baselli joins us now. Uh, talk a little Jaguar football. Talk a little Jalen Ramsey, uh, legendary left tackle for the Jaguars. Should be in the Hall of Fame. Will be soon. Jaguars Radio Network. Uh, hey, Tony, Taz and the Moose with you. Thanks for popping on again. We appreciate it. Tony, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? We're doing well. I mean, uh, the drama down there in Jacksonville, you know, does continue. You know, reportedly, you know, Jalen's not going anywhere for, for the game, you know, for, for tonight. But when you look at everything surrounding Jalen Ramsey, um, do you think eventually he ends up getting traded by the Jags? Uh, I think if they get the right value, sure. I mean, I mean it's going to take a King's ransom to get him. Uh, I would believe. I mean, that's what I would do. Why would you trade the best corner of football just because he wants to? Who cares? <laughs> I mean, yeah. last time I checked, at least at least back when I was playing, no one cared what we wanted. Um, it's a little bit different now. Uh, but you still have to be smart. I mean, he's a great player. Um, and and he is a little bit disruptive. And I think there's a, at times a maturity issue. But there's no, no arguing how, how effective he's on the field. And you're going to have to get quite a bit to give him up. And, and Tony, look, you know, we've seen this a lot over the years where coaches get into it on the sideline with players. I'm sure you've experienced it yourself or seen it firsthand probably more than once, I would assume. And so this thing with Marone and with Ramsey, I mean, do you, do you think it's repairable? I mean, I, I kind of feel like something's going to get worked out and Ramsey's not going anywhere. He's going to stay with the Jacks. I hope that happens. I think he's a great player, and I, I hope it works out for the Jacks. But do you think Marone and Ramsey, the relationship, is repairable? Um, yes. I do. Okay. In the sense Good. of, yeah. 
you know, I think you said it perfectly. We've all been, or any player who's been around the league long enough to see coaches and players go out a little bit. The only difference was on Sunday was two things. You usually don't see it the head coach and a player. Right. It's usually a position coach. And, I mean, heck, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you, me and my off, uh, offensive line coach, who I loved, late Mike Mazur, went at it yeah. at times. But, you know, at the end of it, you kind of look at each other and say, okay, we're good. It was emotional. Let's move on. So you don't see the head coach much. And the second thing I think where the line was crossed by Jalen is you don't lay your hands on a coach. Right. Yeah. You don't touch him. Because as a player, you don't want the coach touching you. Right. And when you do that, I think you cross the line. And that's why I'm a little bit surprised he wasn't suspended. Mm. Because if you're going to be on the sideline and you lose it, fair. But do you lose it and you go and put your hands on a coach? I mean, that goes across the line. Now, I didn't see the – none of us saw the entire thing because the cameras didn't catch everything. And it was with Doug, and Doug has the ability to spend it or not. And so Doug must have thought it wasn't too much. It, it was just – it wasn't a violent or an aggressive laying on of the hands. It was kind of a demonstrative act. So – you know, he obviously said it, it wasn't too much to suspend him, and uh, he's going to play. And uh, what you, they talked yesterday, I think, or the day before. And I think, yeah, I think yesterday. They, I think it was yesterday they spoke. Yeah, I think, yeah. and they uh, supposedly, you know, everything's fine. Where they're going to move forward, I don't know if I believe that, Jalen. I think it'll take a little bit of time for Jalen mm. if he can if he can forgive and forget uh, to get on the same page. Um, Tony, do you think the Jaguars want to pay Jalen Ramsey? Yeah, I think they plan on it after the end of the year. So you think? I mean, so what he's looking to get, you don't think they would have any kind of issue paying Jalen Ramsey? I mean, I mean, I think I don't. I I think they plan on making him the highest paid corner. Gotcha in the NFL. Now, you have too many more outbursts like that, and you become a distraction. I wouldn't make him the highest paid corner. I'd make him play out the deal and and, uh, and make him play out his fifth year and and use the franchise franchise tag and everything else if I had to. I mean, it's a two-way street. I mean, you, you, if you want to be respected and you want to get paid and you want to be the man and you want the organization to take care of you, you have to give back respect and you have to follow the rules and you have to be a good teammate and you have to be a leader. You know, whether Jalen wants to or not, when you're the best player in the locker room, there's a responsibility if you want to be a good teammate. There's a responsibility to handle yourself right. And and that is part of it, and that's one of the things I would evaluate with Jalen. If I'm going to make him the highest paid player at his position, which means he's going to eat, he's going to eat up quite a bit of my cap. There's yeah. more than just playing corner, right? Yeah, and and he's got to be more disciplined. He's, he's 24. That's he's got right. to he's got to mature. He's got to have some discipline. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um. So, want to shift gears? You know, same same obviously same team Jaguars, but you know Minshew. Okay, the quarterback that's. That's that's starting right now for the Jazz. Gardner Minshew. Yeah, man. What do you think, man? I'll tell you. (laughs) The kid looks good. He looks pretty good. He's got porn companies wanting to pay him. uh, (laughs) I mean, it's unreal. That's the line of the morning, yeah. (laughs) How crazy is that? I know. What's your thoughts on him, Tony? I mean, I I, I, I tell you you what. No one one was paying me a million bucks uh, do calisthenics in my jocks <laughs> No, nah, not most linemen. They didn't want that. <laughs> he's, uh, he's an interesting cat now. I mean, he he is. There's nothing that shakes him, and he's been like that since day one. He uh, he is just 
he's one of those guys that it's never too big for him. Um, he's, you know, from the first preseason game, it wasn't great as far as production, but he was never rattled. It was like he just got in the pocket. He's calm. He's cool. He's collective. He he goes through his reads. He's a he's a gym rat from the sense he studies his tail off. He's super smart. I mean, the knock against him, he just doesn't have a huge arm. But you watch him. It's adequate. And uh, he plays much older than um, than his age. I mean, he's really remarkable. He's in two tough situations, one coming in last minute for Nick Foles, the other uh, – because of uh, the other going on the road, the Houston division opponent, both handled perfectly, uh, made some mistakes, but was, you know, much better than you would think as a rookie. And I think they got lucky. Now, Tony, what are, you know, what are the realistic expectations with Minshew at quarterback, with Foles out with the broken clavicle? What are the realistic expectations here uh, for the next couple months here for the Jags? You know, I think it's realistic to say you're 500 when Foles comes back. I really do. If the defense plays the way it did against Houston, I mean, they should—they had a chance to win that game. Um, they play like that uh, tonight, and when they're playing Tennessee here at home, they'll have a chance to win this one. I mean, if the defense plays well, they don't have to play just great, but they play well, you know, to their capabilities, let's say. He's a good enough quarterback to win you win your games and get you to 500 when Foles comes back. When you look at, uh, is there, you know, how much pressure, I guess, the you know would be on you know Marone this year? Disappointing year last year. Things kind of came apart at the seams. Offense, defense, the stuff with Fournette. You know, does the expectations on Marone or pressure on Marone change with the Foles injury, Tony? Um, I think it's just regardless of Foles or not. I mean, I, I think the record matters, obviously, as always in the NFL at the end of the year, and how you get to that record. And I think. I mean, I think situations like the Jalen Ramsey thing matter. And as an owner, you watch your organization, and does your head coach have, you know, command? You know, if you're a good coach, it's the wins and losses, but then also it's the locker room. Does he have command of the team? Is is everything going in the right direction? And and as a head coach, you never want those situations that happen with Jalen, especially when he's your best player. No. And so those are things I think – any ownership group or general manager is going to evaluate the coaching staff at the end of the year from the wins and losses and from a control over the locker room standpoint. What do you expect tonight against Tennessee? Oh, gosh. I mean, I'm just hoping it's not a repeat of last Thursday night. <laughs> Derrick Henry ran for 5,000 yards on, on the Jags. Um, I got a sense that this team's going to come out with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Uh, I, I expect the best from Jalen. I think he's going to come out. Because he's, you know, wants to go show that, you know, he's worth whatever. If he really, truly wants to get out, he's going to go try to prove his case. Um, and then I expect Minshew to be Minshew. I think he'll be cool. He'll be fine. Uh, I think he'll have a good day. Uh, it can be a close game. They typically are, especially here in Jackson, Tennessee. So. I'm hoping they win, but I'm not sure. Hey, Tony, uh, have a good broadcast tonight. We appreciate the time this morning, all right? Thank you, Tony. Hey, anytime, guys. Take you care, got bro. it. Tony Baselli, uh, Jaguars Radio Network, uh, legendary left tackle. Should be a Hall of Famer one day out there in Canton, Ohio. Give me a good feel and basically saying, you know, uh, Thursday night game, he's hoping they grind out a victory against the Titans, uh, even with everything surrounding Jalen Ramsey. But said that relationship's repairable. The uh, Jaguars want to pay him. 
Um, you know, but if they get the right offer, Taz, they'd be willing to trade him as well. So that is a very, very fluid situation when you yeah. look at the star corner uh, down there for the Jags. It is Taz and the Moose here on this Thursday morning, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. This is Major League Baseball legend Frank Thomas. You're listening to Taz and Moose on the CBS Sports Radio. All right, Sunday, it's an NFL on CBS doubleheader. First, Mahomes and the Chiefs open their 2019 home schedule against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Then Bridgewater and the Saints head to Seattle for a late afternoon showdown with the Seahawks. A full day of football starts with JB and the guys on the NFL today only on CBS. Taz Moose with you Thursday morning, Sirius and XM 206, all of our great affiliates across the country. So we've chatted a lot about the NFL. We just chatted with Tony Baselli. A little bit about the Jaguars and everything and the latest and greatest surrounding Jalen Ramsey. And yesterday we did a conversation, 2-0 and football teams in terms of, uh, you know, contender, pretender, all the 2-0 and teams. Now the 0-2 teams in the National Football League, and there are a plethora of teams that, that are 0-2. The Jets, the Bengals, we know the Miami Dolphins, they've been absolutely brutal. The Steelers. Uh, you know, quite a number of teams that are that have started the year oh uh, winless through the first couple of weeks. Taz, which one of those two teams? Which one of those teams do you think has the best chance of making it to the postseason? Uh, um, I would lean. Well, the post postseason, I would lean uh, towards the Steelers. I I think, like I said earlier, I think Mason Rudolph's going to play really well. Um, man. I, I, either that, I, yeah, I, I guess it's tough because I know he doesn't have uh, he doesn't have a ton, ton of weapons. Connor with the knee, yeah, I, I don't know. I think he's going to play well. Maybe Juju steps up. I mean, maybe that's right. I'm am I leaning towards the Steelers? It's definitely not the Dolphins for me. Uh, definitely not the Giants for me. Uh, not the Redskins. I, the only one I would say, if not the Steelers, believe it or not, I would think maybe the Jaguars because if Fournette started to get rolling a little bit. And uh, this kid Minshew is, 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 you know, can keep doing what he was doing. He's playing pretty good. I know, I know, I know he lost lost the game. He was a quarterback, and, and they're zero two right now. But we'll see tonight what happens. So I, I guess I'm, I'm. It's tough with all two teams. That's why it's tough to give a full answer. I guess Steelers for me and you. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I can't go with Giants because uh, Jones a quarterback. Um. You know the Redskins are a bad football team. Carolina, the health of Cam Newton, obviously, uh, even if he comes back, just how healthy he is, he's been he's looked terrible on the field through the first two weeks. Miami Dolphins might be one of the worst football teams I've seen in fifteen years. Uh, you know the Jets, Sam Darnold's hoping that he can be back maybe by week five, right? He's still is dealing with mono. Um, you've got the Bengals, who played well week one up in Seattle, not so much home last week against the 49ers. Maybe that has something to do more with San Francisco than just how bad Cincinnati is. Um, you know, Broncos, I mean, tough loss last week. Home Chicago played better week two than they did week one on the road in Oakland against the Raiders. You know that pass rush and Miller and Chubb are going to be able to get there. Can Flacco be consistent enough? I like the dual-headed back they have there. But they're also in a very tough division with the Chargers and uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I think you, I think you found uh, you know the two teams I'm in agreement with you. I mean, I think it's the Steelers and the team that's playing tonight. And ultimately, I I probably think it's it's Pittsburgh. Um, 
just because what we witnessed last year with the Jaguars coming apart at the seams, if they should ever trade Jalen Ramsey, Taz, I think that would clearly affect their chances yeah. of making it to the playoffs. I don't care, you know, how many number one picks they get back in return. You know, they've got a backup quarterback that maybe has a little bit of a ceiling. He's played better, but that was an ugly football game this past week down in Houston against the Texans, a game that they lost on the failed two point conversion. Yeah. I think it's probably the Steelers. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's going to be difficult for them to oh. get there, but you know, they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick, so it shows you their belief in Rudolph. Well, I also think, you know, if you look at the Steelers, you know, they have two, which I feel, winnable games. This one that's coming up week three, they're going on the road to San Fran. It'd be a little sketchy. If Jimmy G plays as good as he played last week, that could be a problem. I do think they can possibly beat and, you know, and, and, and go, up to San, go out to San Fran and beat them. Then they play the Bengals. So, uh, you know, and the Bengals, that, there's a long history with the Bengals and Steelers, and they play the Bengals at home. That's a Monday night game. I don't know. I feel like the Steelers are going to step up in that game. I know I'm jumping ahead here a little bit, but. So, and then they got to deal with the, the Ravens. So, I mean, so. <laughs> so right. Well, I mean, then you look at, but you also can look at the division they're in as well, right? We, we, we've talked about the, the Bengals are, are a bad team, right? The Browns look like a talented but undisciplined team. And then you get to the Baltimore Ravens. We've looked good the first couple of weeks, but Baltimore easily could have lost last week at home to Kyler Murray and the Arizona right, Cardinals, right. where you know they became what the the first team in I don't know how many years to kick three field goals inside their opponent's five yard line. I yeah. mean, you know, they they just couldn't finish drives off. Taz, they were able to move it on that Ravens defense. So, well, I mean, so you look at it, that's a division that maybe if Rudolph is able to play really well that maybe the Steelers can get themselves and work themselves back into the division. But it's got to get going this week. You can't fall to 0-3. No, and and, and again, back to, to, to the kid Mason Rudolph, who's going to play quarterback for the Steelers. You know, when this kid was at Oklahoma State, this kid could throw the ball. This kid could stretch the field. You know, he's got a good arm. You know, he's smart on the field. And I'm really intrigued to watch him play. And also, I think with the Steelers, why, out of all these 0-2 teams, you can look at them as the, the better one to go into the postseason. You know, you got a, a head coach in Mike Tomlin who, you know, I understand, like, some people knock him and stuff, but he's been there a long time. He's a veteran coach. He's a winning coach. He knows what he's doing. And I do think that they'll they'll make the alternative plans to, you know, with this whole thing with Ben Roethlisberger, make the offense work around Rudolph. You know, so I don't know. I, uh, I guess we're in agreement on, on the Steelers being, uh, you know, going to the post. Yeah, so. I'd love to make the argument for Jacksonville. Um, you know, I talked up Jacksonville before the start of the year. Yeah. Obviously didn't know that Foles was going to go down with the broken clavicle week one against Kansas City, but right. did like him. I thought they'd have a huge bounce back here. Oh. Um, and that's not where it's leaning right now. And now they are home tonight, Taz, taking on a, you know, a tough Tennessee team that lost last week to the Indianapolis Colts down in Tennessee. But... We saw when Tennessee's playing at their best, they went into Cleveland and handed it to the Browns. They beat them by 30 the opening week, 43-13. You know, Mariota has not been Mr. Consistency. You know that they can run it. You know that they're going to be well coached. They got got a lot of talent on that front seven in that defense as well. This is going to be – I hope we get a good game tonight. We are at week three of the NFL season, you know, you like the Thursday night product more than I do in terms of the game action. Um, I don't think it leads to great football. I hope tonight maybe we get a great game. And if the if the Jaguars are going to get themselves back into it, they've got to beat Tennessee tonight. Yeah, they have to, and they go into their home and they're yeah. they're the dog. I mean, they're they're they're, they're plus one and a half, right? So, you know, um, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I, I mean, I, I watched the kid Minshew play a little, and I, the, and we heard Tony Baselli come on here our show a little while ago. 
and talk him up and stuff like that. There is something about this kid. There's a certain smoothness to him when you watch him play. He's, he's pretty good, you know. So I, I don't know. I mean, um, it's the NFL, right? You know, guys are backing guys up, and sometimes these guys that are backing guys up are tremendous players, and you don't know it. So maybe this kid could turn things around for them. I mean, they do not need, the Jags do not need the distraction and all this chatter about Jalen Ramsey and everything that's going on with Marone. And that they don't need when they have a tough opponent with a good defense like the Titans coming into town into Jacksonville. So hopefully uh, that doesn't affect them tonight. So we'll see. Well, yeah, you hope not. Uh, you hope that that is, that is not the case. He's going to be there this week. And, and, and Taz, ultimately, you hope that they're able to cooler heads do prevail because the Jaguars and Marone, you know, for just for his own sanity and self-preservation and looking at how I would say affected your offense is now with Minshew at quarterback as compared to Nick Foles, uh, you need to have all the talent in the world on that defense because you might be trade. I mean, they might be trading Jalen Ramsey and you're looking at a new head coach that's going to be benefiting from those draft choices moving forward. And like I mentioned before, you you go through this process to get guys that are as talented and as good as Jalen Ramsey. I mean, that's what the draft is all about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I, I think a guy that really needs to step up, uh, you know, going forward is is Leonard Fournette. I mean, this, this is a guy who, you know, coming yeah, out of LSU, point. he really needs to step up. You know, like really, really step up. You know, um, it, it's important now. You, you need to have that that leadership. You need to be – that guy, and you know, he had some mishaps last year on the field, and he lost his cool against the Bills and all that stuff. And you know, he's kind of been quiet lately. But man, he's got to, in my opinion, he's really got to step up. And and they need him to run the rock hard and set a tone with their offensive line and settle tone with that line of scrimmage. And that begins with Leonard uh, Fournette. So, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully tonight he can get rock and roll for them. I think last week. He had he had under fifty yards rushing. I, yeah. I believe. I mean, that's just not. He had fifteen touches. I mean, that's offensive just not a, line's tough though, Taz. Right, right. No, I mean, they're right. they're right. they're not a they're not a great unit. Um, that's true. But you're right. I mean, you, could he expect better from Fournette? Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, he was brought in and he drafted him in the top ten to be kind of that Ezekiel Elliott special running back, and he showed you glimpses when they went to the AFC Championship game and lost to the Patriots that year. He was special. Right. He was great. Right. I mean, he was absolutely great, and yeah. the play calling was great, and we were talking about Blake Bortles. Remember that whole conversation, everything in the light? And they were fantastic. It looked like all signs are pointing up. Think about how not that long ago that was and where they are now, right? Bortles is a backup quarterback, another city in the NFL. Um, you know, Foles was brought in to be the savior. He's now hurt. They had a disastrous year last year, and now you're looking at a Jacksonville team where Marone's job might be on the line, Taz, if – if they don't win football games tonight, I think they find a way to win tonight. I'm not saying that with the any sort right. of confidence whatsoever, right. because no. But I agree with you. I, I, I think I that I think Jacksonville wins tonight. They're home. Baselli kind of hinted on the fact that he had expect a spirited, kind of edgy feel to the team tonight. I think they find a way to beat Tennessee. But would I? Would I bet the game? I would not. Would do I think that? Uh, do I think that it's a Do I love it? No, I don't love the pick. I mean, I, would I be surprised if you and I are here tomorrow morning, Taz, and we're talking about a Titan victory and Mariota's got a couple touchdown passes mm-hmm. and Tennessee wins a you know twenty one seventeen twenty one thirteen? That would not surprise me either. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm with you. I, I think also that the Jaguars find a way to win at home tonight against Tennessee. I do. And just one more thing on Leonard Fournette. Like, oh, my only point on him is that. 
if you if you look at their offensive their offensive guys, he's the star. He's yeah. the best player. He's the best player on that offense. I mean, look, Marquise Lee's a real good player. I mean, uh, you know, who else you going to mean, a good player, too. Dede's a good, not Westbrook, on the level of, good player. No, not right. on the level of Fournette. Right. No, right. I, get, right. I get the point, though, Taz, but you know this. I mean, you play Division II football. If the offensive line, if you got nowhere to run, you got oh, nowhere no, to run. You're done. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> I mean, you you're seeing that with Le'Veon Bell and the Jets. That right. offensive line for the Jets is nowhere near what they had in right. Pittsburgh. And that's why I think you'll see. That's when I think you got to utilize screens, running screens, when it's an, uh, over-pursuing defense, yeah. run a screen to a guy like a Fournette, or a guy like Lev Bell with the Jets, to your point, you know, something run draws, stuff like that, where the offensive line don't need to sustain run blocking that long. It's tough to run block these days. These 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 defensive linemen are so freaking fast and big. It's not like years ago. I mean, these guys are super quick, so the run blocking is, blocking is tough. But you're right. I mean, the Jaguars' offensive line is a little sketchy. Yeah, well, if no they doubt. do their job tonight, Fournette, and Fournette can also help out the young quarterback too. Yeah. True. Is, True. You know, yeah. He can make him take the pressure off his shoulders yeah. about having to be the guy at that position. Uh, coming up straight ahead, we got the three. The three biggest storylines you need to know here on this Thursday morning. It's Taz and the Moose with you right here, CBS Sports Radio. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 